Hope Talk, a PCM podcast. So maybe you've heard before of the band Hawk Nelson. I know uh, Brett used to play Hawk Nelson on an old show that you did back in, I don't know, what, 10 bring years ago? Out, bring them out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, then uh, let's all, or was it, oh, dang it, crap. What's the, let's pack up and move to California. My Something favorite like was the uh, li- Live Life Loud. Yeah, if you want to live yeah, life loud, that was a good one. throw your hands up. So that was all back in the yeah. day when they had a different lead singer. But recently, uh, John Steingard, I don't know, not Former recently, guitarist. Uh, I, dude, um, it's actually been a lot years, longer. Yeah. Almost eight years now, yeah. Uh, has been the lead singer of Hawk Nelson. And just a couple of weeks ago, um, he posted on Instagram, and I'm not going to read the whole thing, uh, but I did pull it up. And he says, this is not a post I ever thought I would write, but now I feel like I really need to. Uh, and he goes on to say, um, after growing up in a Christian home, being a pastor's kid, playing and singing in Christian bands, and having the word Christian in front of most of the things in my life, I'm now finding that I no longer believe in God, uh, which is something that's not uncommon, it seems like, these days. You know, I we say that. I think it's just because any time it happens, we're very aware of it. Sure. Because um, I don't think it's common either. Like, it, it seems... It seems well, my point is that culture, uh, especially people that have grown up in church and then get to that age of the young adults, it's become much more common that they at least get out of church, and uh, it's almost like it's never taken root. Now, I'll agree with that. I guess I guess what I was trying to, to, to say was that uh, in the public eye, there's not many of them, yeah. which, you know, we might get into this in a little bit, but maybe that's because more people are just being quiet and... Okay. Uh, uh, faking it as long as their income depends on it, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I think I think it can be prevalent in in uh, normal people where we see uh, people being raised in the church, um, and when they reach the age where they get a car, you yeah. know, and they're driving, that's right. Even before sometimes they're out of their parents' house, um, uh, which I've seen it, you know, working with youth before. Uh, you know, they, they stop attending as, yep. as, regu- as regularly as they were. And then especially getting into college and people moving away and that kind of stuff, right. uh, I guess, pushes that shift forward. But then you get in the situation, too, where somebody like John, who's in the public eye, and, uh, you know, what was the guy's name that... Uh, Harris? Wrote, yeah, jo- Joshua Harris mm-hmm. wrote the I Kiss Dating Goodbye that every Christian teenager had to read. Um, and all of a sudden, you know, he walked away from his faith. Uh, and it's just a different story too when it's somebody in the public eye because like I think you mentioned it's just so emphasized so we wanted to I guess just take a few minutes and talk about you know how do you respond to these what do you do if you feel yourself feeling the same thing Um, I actually was listening to another artist that we play uh, on the radio sometimes is Jason Gray Mm-hmm. And Jason Gray is a very intellectual Which I think he's, guy. He's, he's a great songwriter. Yes. Yeah, like you said, a good thinker. He and very vulnerable and realistic, or uh, what's the word? Transparent. Yes. Uh, and I actually listened to this morning uh, him talking about facing a very similar experience and walking away from his faith and getting up on stage for four months every night. And he's like, honestly, I just had to use my brain to find ways to talk around. <laughs> some of the things that I've always said. And he's like, I, I never got up on the stage and lied. Sometimes I just sang songs that, you know, were more empty for me in that moment. But right. uh, I guess, you know, first of all, you grew up in church, right? Yes. So, so we both grew up in church. Have you ever faced any, like, questioning moments of any sense? Yeah. 
Yeah, all the time. Um, you know, I, I guess particularly in my early to mid-20s, um, what's funny is I had a lot of the same situations and occurrences uh, uh, John Steingard uh, kind of talked about in his Instagram post. Um, particularly, you know, uh, reconciling what appeared to me to be the God of the Old Testament and the God of the yeah. New Testament. <clears throat> Which is hard. Yeah, um, it is. and Because, um, because let's just be clear, it's one God, or so that's what right. the faith teaches, but yes. it doesn't seem that way. No, not at all. <clears throat> um, and so, um, you know, I had plenty of moments uh, questioning that. And honestly, unfortunately, I've never really had a great um, mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I still uh, feel a... Uh, um, is missing from my life. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, um, but at the same time, if, if I'm concerned about something, I'm going to figure it out. Right. So I, I read a lot of books, um, uh, and, uh, that may surprise you, uh, because, yeah. uh, but no, well, it, it wouldn't except for you and I've talked about, uh, the book by Paul, the particular, Copen. yeah. Um, is God a moral monster, um, by Paul Copen, um, was probably one of the, the best books that I ran across. Um, C.S. Lewis, The Problem with Pain is also yeah, another good. really good one. Um, but, uh, and that's more, that's not directly into what I was questioning. Sure. Um, but still, it was a good book that um, uh, had similar thoughts and uh, the processes that he walks through, C.S. Lewis does, um, is uh, just really good stuff. Um, but yeah, um, finding books like that and just reading through and, yeah, it sounds so corny and cliche, um, but reading my Bible from a different perspective, um, honestly, uh, helped quite a bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I completely have. And then, you know, there's been plenty of times too, where like, you know, uh, I get very jaded at the, um, the pageantry, um, that Christians can convey across church services, um, uh, music, uh, and honestly, sometimes just the the false front that they put up uh, in their regular lives, and so um, that kind of stuff really makes me mad. Uh, and so uh, the pageantry and the show and the the, the falseness of it um, from the people perspective also can uh, can jade someone. And so really, yeah. it comes back to uh, really focusing on God and not the people. Um, yeah. well, that I was, really helped me. I was going to say, I think that's been part of the problem that I've seen. I don't know that I've as much had a moment like John or like Jason Gray talked about, um, but the church is sometimes afraid to address those hard questions. Definitely. And so, uh, you know, I, I've had a unique experience and similar to John Steingart, I grew up as a pastor's kid, uh, but for me, I've really dove in and tried to study and learn myself. I'm in seminary right now. And so these are the questions that we actually talk about. And to be honest, I don't know that I've ever been in a church where we've talked about these issues. It's in a lot of my school schooling that we've right. addressed these. And so as I was reading his post and him bringing up some of the issues, I was like, man, I would love to sit down with him and honestly like communicate. Like he's like, this God can't be real because of this and this and this. And I want to sit down and go like, well, you know, you seem to have a lot of unanswered questions and I actually would love to sit down and, you know, offer some of the answers that I've came across that have been helpful to me. Um, but you know, I found it interesting because as I was listening to Jason Gray talk about this, he mentioned that for him, 
he had always thought when he heard of people who walked away from their faith it was like a conscious like i'm choosing i want this to happen and you know it's a sinful state that you live in and he goes for me it wasn't he was going through a divorce at the time and he said i didn't want my faith to slip away and it's like i would have moments where i'm like oh my gosh i don't believe right now and he said an hour later he'd start believing again and then he woke up one morning Mm -hmm. and he said at that moment he's like "I, i don't believe and i don't know what to do about it and he said he walked through that for like four months and then just uh randomly he was reading an article um uh from rolling stones magazine okay and uh the great theological uh, bono from u2 right quoted a psalm uh from the message version of the bible and jason gray said he he read that and in the moment he read it something was just different and all of a sudden scripture was alive to him again and uh but what he said is very much goes back to what you just said and that is that he almost in a sense had to be uh in that moment of disbelief because then when he came back and started rebuilding his faith it wasn't all the stuff that he had experienced growing up it wasn't all the pageantry as you called it or it wasn't any of the man-made religious stuff but it was more of the this is who god is kind of stuff mm-hmm. um so so i mean what do you think when you find yourself in that moment of of questioning uh, because first of all i think you you clearly identified like we can't as much depend on men we can't look at john steingart of hawk nelson uh we can't look at jason gray we can't look at the you know francis chan or david platt they're all men uh and we can't just look up to people and ha- put our faith in them it's really you know focused on who god is yeah but what do you do when you find yourself in those moments of you know i don't feel like i believe right now Honestly, uh, finding someone that you trust and that hopefully is knowledgeable um, on God and Scripture and all that stuff, um, but also you, like someone that knows God and knows you. Yeah. Uh, to me, the the two biggest things um, are finding someone uh, to mentor you, like someone that you trust, someone that knows you. Um, you know, and I've had that through different parts of my life, but not as consistently as I would like. Um, but that's a huge thing. But to me, the biggest thing to keep something like this from happening or, and I don't want to say that, um, the, the biggest way to embrace questions and think them through and get good responses is to find a small group or a yeah. community group or, um, man, a coffee club, you know, whatever, like uh, a men's group, you know, uh, uh, just anything along those lines, a place where questions are encouraged, not only just, you know, uh, um, okay, but where they're encouraged, a place where you've got differing viewpoints. You've got folks who grew up in church. You got folks who, you know, just got out of prison, you know, the, the month before, um, but love Jesus. You got folks who, you know, have kids, folks that don't have kids, young folks, old folks, um, man, a, a mix of perspectives and backgrounds that uh, of people that love Jesus um, is what, uh, honestly, I feel like is the, the best thing for Christians. Because, um, I mean, I agree with some of the stuff John Steingard said as far as like, um, I mean, we've had this conversation before. I'm not a big fan of worship music or uh, a lot of Christian music. And his little bit about where he said he'd have to stand up there and he was like, you know, Holy Spirit, come fill this room. And like, 
every time somebody says that kind of stuff, like I cringe. I'm like, how much are you saying it for the lights and the, you know, um, the right. the effect, uh, or how much are you actually meaning that? And again, not knowing somebody's heart, um, it's difficult to judge that. But again, I think that's just what drives people away and discourages yeah. people. And um, a place where you can ask questions, a place where you can be honest um, with your doubts and honest with people who love you, um, man, that's that's so important. Yeah. Uh, when thinking through this question, I had two things that I uh, that for me mean a lot. And number one is just stay consistent. I know at least for me, I've had moments in my life where it's seemed more dry than others. Uh, and my temptation, I'm probably all of our temptations, is just to, you know, why read the Bible if it seems so dry? But it's in those moments sometimes when it seems the most dry. I mean, I guarantee in the moment when Jason Gray felt the most dry and all of a sudden scripture hit him in the face, like he didn't expect that to come about. But to stay consistent and uh, even through the dry seasons, uh, in the long run, first of all, uh, (laughs) this is a very interesting perspective. Uh, And I know I keep referring to Jason Gray, but he's a very intellectual thinker and that was helpful. Uh, He he said, honestly, I almost would be willing to say that in a sense – I fell away from my faith because I trusted God enough to bring me back. And that's the truth. If you're in that moment of dryness, uh, you can trust that if you stay consistent with seeking after God in those moments, um, that if he is who he says he is, then he's going to draw you back. But you got to do your part and stay consistent. And and God's big enough for our questions. And God says that a, a lot, you know, as far as like, you know, come to me, ask questions, you know, like he's not offended by that. I think that's where honestly, um, folks who grow up in church are at a disadvantage. Yes. Um, because, uh, I mean, you think about so many young people, you know, it's like, why does, why does God say, you know, why does God say sex before marriage is wrong? And it's like, the response is, well, it's because he says that in the Bible, right? you know, or, well, because, you know, it's designed for, you know, one man and one woman in marriage. Um, it's in the Bible, you know, or, well, because he says so, or, you know, because I said so. There's yeah. no exploration of young people's questions. Or like, you um, shouldn't be asking that question. Like, right. Sometimes, like, you should just trust it. Not yeah, exactly. Um, and so the, uh, stifling people's or stifling young people's questions uh, is honestly what leads to them internalizing things yeah. rather than well, you know that was, searching for answers outside themselves. Yeah, that was actually going to be my second point is don't isolate when you're in those moments yeah. because that's our tendency, especially when we have someone that kind of pushes us away. But uh, those questions do need to be asked. And so, uh, you know, that does involve uh, finding, like you said, a group or a mentor or someone that you can actually ask those questions to. And, uh, but when you isolate, that's the worst thing that can happen because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're just, you just become an echo chamber for what you want to think, uh, and, or, you know, what you're tending more towards. And so you need somebody to be able to balance you and, and bring you back to the truth. And so I think that's, that's, uh, those are two very hard things, by the way, in those dry seasons, to stay consistent with it and then not to isolate, those are our natural tendencies. Well, particularly right now, because um, I had a conversation earlier this week um, with someone about, uh, um, you know, honestly, just uh, uh, small groups and people staying uh, together and all this sort of stuff. Um, and both particularly right now during uh, stay-at-home stuff and quarantine and coronavirus, um, but then also when you find yourself asking questions, um there can be communication, um, 
but there's not always connection. Yeah. And that connection is the important part, not the communication. The connection is what leads to deeper understanding, what what leads to um, uh, feeling free to have doubts, feeling free to have questions, um, and those types of stuff. So uh, connection um, is honestly what's so much more important than just communicating, um, because communicating is really a transaction, whereas uh, connection is uh, a relationship. So um, having relationships where doubts being freely expressed, questions being asked and answered, um, thoughts being shared, those type of things, man, it's just, it's so important. Hope Talk, a PCM podcast.